0: There's so much going on right now and there's so much stress so much stress going on. Getting a good night's sleep can be so hard, especially when I'm just finishing work and I'm going to bed and I'm like, oh, dang. All of a sudden, I need to just go straight from 100 to zero and go to bed. But don't worry. Our friends at CBDMD have exactly what you need to get the sleep that you deserve. CBD PM blends melatonin and other sleep-promoting ingredients with 500 milligrams of high-quality CBD to create a powerful and effective sleep aid. To make it even easier to get your year started off right, they're offering all of our listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code NBA at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com, promo code NBA for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD products from CBDMD. I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Navice podcast. said it it doesn't really matter where you're from or what race you are you all fight for for one goal and it's our duty to give back and welcome you are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks my name is Nick Engsted media member and coordinator for the locked on podcast network dang you guys are awesome awesome you're awesome the locked on mavs listeners the Raccoon Squad members, when we said we wanted to step up and we wanted to give back, we wanted to give to the community, the DFW community, you guys stepped up. You really did. We've been raising money. If you haven't followed on Twitter, if you haven't been uh, listening to the podcast yesterday, we have been raising money after all these storms and power's been out for Isaac for a while. His internet's actually out tonight. That's why he's not joining me. And a lot of you have had power outages and have had... To deal with a lot of stuff. And there's people out there that are even somehow less fortunate than us. And we wanted to raise money for them. And so what we've done is we found an organization. Isaac knew the owner of an organization called Our Calling. And they target and find homeless people. And help rehabilitate them. Give them a place to stay. And save lives. Like literally save lives from from death. And then from you know a life of, of homelessness and and Meandering throughout life, and so they put them back on the right track, and it was a a rehabilitation and a you know a complete package type of organization that we wanted to get behind, and so we have been raising money for them, and we are we have raised over three thousand dollars just to Lockdown Maz listeners, which is absolutely incredible. We've had incredible support and uh, you know signal boosting from. Mavs Media. It's awesome to see everybody come together. Guys from Moneyball, uh, Tim Cato from the Athletic, Ben and Skin both retweeted it. Mark Falwell retweeted it, and loyal listener Mark Cuban retweeted it. It's always a good, it's always a good day when you see, um, you know, Mark Cuban. I got notifications for his Twitter on my phone, and when it pops up, it says Lockdown on Mavs." That's always a good day. But it's for a great cause. That's the reason, and so I'm glad that it happened for that. So. We are planning on giving all that money once we get it all together and put it all, you know, in one spot. Once we put it all together, we are going to put it uh, all towards our calling to see how much we can raise together. That's why we did this the way that you give it to us first and then we'll give it to our calling. We wanted to see how much we could raise together. We could just give straight to our calling and you can do that. It's totally fine. There's no, we have no issue with you donating straight to our calling. Their, Their website is great. You can just donate right there. What we wanted to do is see what we could do together, you know, Allah Shay Serrano. We wanted to kind of put together our own FOH army, and the Raccoon Squad is our army, and you guys have responded, and so I'm starting the show off with that because I'm really proud of you guys, and we're going to be giving a lot of money to help a lot of people. And so, if you still want to give, Venmo, Cash App, it's Locked On Mavs, just straight up. We also have a PayPal setup. The link is in, uh, is in our Twitter, Locked On Mavs. You can go check that out. It's Locked On Mavs, like times our calling or something, or plus our calling or something like that. So if you want to search for it, I don't know if you can search that way, but the link is in our Twitter. So you can go check that out. If you still want to give, go ahead. If you want to give straight to our calling, go for it. We're still, we'll still count the, the like anything we get after we donate all of it to our calling, we'll still keep sending to them. So even after the fact, so Thank you, everyone, for doing that. That's the big thing we're doing today. Uh, on today's show, I'm going to be answering more of your questions. We got a ton and ton of questions on our last mailbag that Isaac and I did. So I figured we might as well just go through and answer some more questions. So I'm going to answer some more questions. But there's some news, some big news today. Dallas Mavericks versus Houston Rockets game that was supposed to be played tonight, Friday, if you're listening to this, postponed. So the Mavericks now have had two games postponed in a row, which is great. Kind of unprecedented, kinda wild. And it's wilder that it's not for COVID reasons. I guess the the Pistons one was kind of for COVID reasons also. I don't know. It's it's just very strange that um I the way Isaac put it today, he went to the grocery store the other day and he forgot to he almost forgot to put on his mask because he was so worried and thinking about did the grocery store have power? And he's like, it's wild that I was thinking about I was not thinking about our our normal pandemic like quote unquote normal pandemic when I was going through this other kind of disaster. It's just absolutely insane out there. So Mavericks game gets postponed. They weren't going to play after Friday. They weren't today. They weren't going to play again until Monday. So they're going to have the full weekend off. So now they're going to go from Sunday. They played the trailblazers. So the 14th all the way to hopefully they play on Monday against the Grizzlies. So that's a full, what is that? A full seven days that the Mavericks aren't going to, going to have a game. Which is absolutely wild. So a pretty good week off for them, and uh, yeah, they kind of deserved it after <laughs> they kind of deserved it after that stretch they went through, missing all those guys due to COVID and all that. So good for the Mavericks, I guess. Uh, but those games will be played, and they'll be brought back at some point. So that's three games now the Mavericks have had postponed total. So they'll have to make those up in the second half of the season. So that's something also to watch out for. The other big news of the day of the day. Josh Green was flexing. No, I'm just kidding. the uh, The All Star starters were announced, and Luka Doncic is an All Star starter. I thought I thought for sure that Damian Lillard was going to be an All Star over Luka. Maybe I was doing a little recency bias because of how Luke have uh, uh, a da- Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard has been playing recently. I was thinking that he was going to be the guy that was going to start, and he. I mean, it kind of looks like, as far as if you look at just the voting, you would say, oh, yeah, Damien Lillard should be the starter. Like, Luca came in second in the fan voting, third in player voting, and third in media rank. Damien Lillard came in third in fan rank, second in, in player rank, and second in media rank. So, if you look at it, you say, oh, well, Damien Lillard came in second in two categories, and Luca came in second in just one category. But, fan rank ranks for 50% of the voting. And then that is the tiebreaker, I guess. So it worked out that way. is going to be the starter. To be honest, to me, it doesn't really matter. Like, there's a lot of Blazers fans getting upset today. There's a lot of Mavs fans laughing at them and saying there's no way that Damian Lillard should have started. Like, both these guys are playing out of their minds right now. And I don't really see a big difference between starter and all-star. Like, as long as you're an all-star, you're still going to have the little star next to your name on basketball reference. It's still going to say you were an all-star. Who remembers... Like, Dirk was an all-star starter twice, right? Like, we don't remember that, and he wasn't even voted as an all-star starter. He was an injury replacement, but we're not going to remember that. We're just going to remember him as a starter a couple times, and we're going to remember that he was, you know, an all-star. Those are the only things we're going to remember, so it doesn't matter too much to me. It, this is It guarantees that he's on the team, though, which is cool, because uh, some people didn't have him on their team, and those people are very dumb, so <laughs> glad that that is out of the way. So Luka Doncic named two named an all-star starter. His second time as an all-star starter. Guys, this dude is still under the age of 23. <laughs> I could just hear a lot of people just looking out their window thinking, I am 20 or I am over the age of 23. What am I doing with my life? I'm thinking the same thing myself. It's wild what this guy's doing. Uh, he's the only the second Maverick to be an All-Star starter twice, only the second Maverick to ever be voted as an All-Star starter. Jason Kidd was voted as an All-Star starter back in 96. Dirk did it twice, but he was an injury replacement. Brad Townsend tweeted that out today. And the voting overall, like you can say what you want about the voting, but it really is a, a fan thing. It really is a fan event. And so having the fan voting... Like, be worth more is fine. It it, it's, it is what it is. And the players don't really take it all that seriously. Like, and Kumpo got a vote. Like, like James Johnson voted for himself, probably, and got a vote. Like, all these guys are getting a bunch of random votes. And I'm sure it'll come out at some point how many people got votes. But it's not like they're all voting, like, strictly, like, okay, I gotta take this real seriously and all that. So, to to give the fan voting a little bit more of an edge is fine for me. The media... I don't know. Yeah, let them do All-Star or let them do All-NBA. So that's what I think about Damian Lillard versus Luka Doncic. I'm okay with either way, uh, which is kind of sad because I don't think you're going to get much um, pushback from from Mike Richmond over at Locked On Blazers either. He's just going to kind of shrug his shoulders and say whatever it is. And... Luca and Dame Lillard aren't going to care about this either, to be honest. I, at least I don't think. I don't think they're going to get all up in arms about it. They're both guys that just kind of like shrug and say, I just want to play basketball, and I don't care what happens. I just want my team to win, which is what makes those guys really, really awesome. And so I'm glad that it's those two guys. I'm glad that it's not a Luka-Trey kind of thing because those are really annoying. But that's the way it is for the All-Star. The rest of the starters, by the way, Luca, Steph Curry, LeBron, Jokic, and Kawhi in the Western Conference, and then Kyrie, Beal, Giannis, Durant, and Embiid in the Eastern Conference. That backcourt in the Eastern Conference is so weird. Kyrie and Beal just seems so odd to me. I I know that James Harden came in late. He's only played in four less games on the Nets than than uh, than Kyrie has, which is just very very weird stat. But I would have put Harden instead of Kyrie, I think, just because of what he represents and he's a better player. So anyway, all right, coming up, let's get into some questions. You guys have asked a bunch of really good questions. And so we're going to ask answer your questions. We'll talk about that, answer all those coming up. But before we do... BetOnline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are all in full swing. BetOnline even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. BetOnline has some odds updated for basketball games coming up uh, today on Friday. Let's see. They have Memphis, a five-point favorite over the Pistons. They have the Bucks a 10.5-point favorite over the Thunder. That's the one I'm picking. And then uh, Phoenix Suns two and a half point favorite over the Pelicans. Ooh, that one's that one's juicy. That one's interesting. But I'm taking the Thunder. The Thunder to cover ten and a half. Yes, the Thunder will cover that ten and a half. That's my pick for Bet Online today. Uh, I might I might put some some of our free play money down on that uh, because the Bucks have just not been playing well, and the Thunder have been just a sneaky trap game for everybody. So that's what I'm gonna pick. Thunder to cover 10 and a half. BetOnline. Go to BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. Get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. We're covering everything you need to know about the Dallas Mavericks, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with the Locked On Today Podcast. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today Podcast wherever you get your pods. All right, so, talked about Damian Lillard versus Luka. There's some people that are saying, oh, there's no way Luka deserved it. Like, the Blazers' team is a little bit better right now. They're 18 and 10. The Mavericks are 13 and 15. So, if you want to just go by records, that's fine. You, you can go by records. But it's not an overwhelming sense that, you know, Luka is, is so much less deserving because his team is a little bit worse, right? Like, Bradley Beal is starting for the Eastern Conference All-Stars, right? Okay. I don't think that your what your team does should affect All Star now All NBA. I think that counts more for All NBA than All Star, at least to me. But uh, Luca, twenty nine points a game, eight and a half boards, nine assists. He's shooting now thirty three percent from three. Like the guy has played twenty seven games so far this season, and he's puts up a ton of numbers, and he's carrying this team who's who has had a lot of players out. You can say the same thing for Damian Lillard. He's almost at thirty points a game, four boards, seven assists. 38% from three. And so like their numbers are, are fairly similar. And you're just not going to get a lot of you know, grudge from, from me if you're saying, oh, Damien should have got it over Luca. But if you're like, oh, there's no way Luca should get to be an all-star starter, then I'm going to push back. Those guys are so close. The fans voted, and this is the way that it is. Take it. It is. Luca is, I guess. I don't understand why, but Luca has more fans than Damian Lillard. Even though Lillard is like one of my favorite players in the NBA. All right, I don't, I don't have enough. Like, I can't go on a rant like Isaac will. Isaac will go on a great rant, and I'm excited for it. But I don't have one because I don't, I don't think All Star starter matters that much. At least it doesn't matter to me. They're both going to be All Stars. It's fine. All right, let's get to some questions. Is this is from Joseph? Is Jalen Brunson our biggest trade asset? Would we regret trading him as part of a win now move? This is a great question to me because a lot of times when someone sends me a trade recently, it has Jalen Brunson in it. And I think we, I think the Mavericks would regret trading Jalen Brunson. I think they really would. I think they would look back and think, dang, we could really use a Jalen Brunson type. We could really use a solid guard off the bench because if they traded Jalen Brunson and got something, maybe they got, you know, a wing for him or upgraded a big situation then all of a sudden your your backup guard is Trey Burke. And we'd be like, ah, dang, Trey Burke really isn't getting it done. I'd love to have a Jalen Brunson type. And so, yes. But is he the biggest trade asset? I'm not sure about that. Like, Luka's obviously the biggest trade asset. That's not gonna happen. Porzingis, his his trade value is so strange to me because he's the second best player, but his his contract and injury history don't lend itself to being a good trade asset. Josh Richardson, he hasn't been playing very good recently, and he just got traded for, you know, like the Mavericks got a pick with the Seth Curry, Josh Richardson trade, so, and he hasn't, I don't think he's bolstered his trade value since then. Dorian Finney-Smith and Maxi, those guys are both on pretty good contracts, but since they're smaller, I'm not sure that they have better trade value. Brunson is on the smallest deal, but his deal comes up quicker. I think after next season, Jalen Brunson's up, or maybe even after this season, but, yeah, so I'm not sure he's the biggest trade asset, but possibly he's the biggest. He's the biggest trade asset you can attach to something, and then all of a sudden he doesn't. He only make it a million or so, and so it doesn't add too much to put him in a trade and sweeten the deal. I think that's the kind of the deal there. This is from Elephone, Lakers, Clippers, Jazz. Who do you like to face in the first round playoffs? So if the Mavericks got to choose, basically, who would you rather face? I'd rather face the Jazz. Even though they're playing their best basketball, maybe it's the Clippers. But even though they're playing incredible basketball, I think I'd much rather play the Jazz. I think the Mavericks can can uh, match up better against the Jazz, and maybe that's that's just, like proving what I think about the Clippers and Lakers. I just think the Mavericks would not match up well against Anthony Davis and LeBron, or against Kawhi and Paul George. Now, maybe they could. Maybe I'm underestimating. The uh, the Clippers like advances from last year, but Kawhi and Paul George just on a different level. The Mavericks could have had their number last year, but I think, man, I might go back to I'm going back and forth on this, and I probably will all year. But I might pick the Clippers on this one, um, just because how incredible the Jazz are playing. I just don't see that holding up all season. It's just there's no way that can hold up all season. So tough question. It's between the Clippers and Jazz. Probably Clippers. Maybe Jazz. Jeff Gatlin, when does Tyler Bay come back and take over the team? This is a great question because Tyler Bay is playing pretty well down in the G League bubble, and Mavs could use somebody like him. We talked about him with uh, with Tyler the other day on the podcast. So go check out Wednesday's show, I believe. We talked about him. And they could use somebody like that. They could use a wing defender, guy that can finish around the basket. Be awesome to see him come and play a small ball five. I just want to see it once. That's my thing. I just want to see it once. Luka Doncic, who is a better trade target in terms of roster fit slash best use of tradable assets, John Collins or Gordon Hayward? Now, best in terms of fit, like if the Mavericks went out and tried to trade for John Collins or Gordon Hayward, in terms of fit, I think I would go, man, that's a tough one, because I think John Collins would be the ultimate upgrade over the Dwight Powell role. Like, whatever you want Dwight Powell to do, John Collins does it better, and so He would just take that to the very next level, and he would fit great next to Porzingis. Defensively, you might have some issues there, but you already have issues defensively. And uh, that might be more on Porzingis than John Collins. John Collins isn't going to come in and be an elite rim protector for you or an elite defender for you. He might be solid. Talked to Brad Roland about that a couple days ago, and he said that he's been playing solid defense. He's been playing like surprisingly solid defense. So I'll take his word for it and say that John Collins wouldn't be bad, but Porzingis has been bad. So if you put... An average defender with a bad defender, then all of a sudden your front court isn't that good. You need to pair Porzingis with a great defender, which we hope Maxi can get back to being. Gordon Hayward, though, you have your wing guy that can play make a little bit, and I'm not sure that they need that right now, to be honest. I think they would rather have a guard-type guy, but maybe he can fulfill that role. Maybe he can be that secondary creator the Mavs have always wanted next to Luca, and he can fit in that way. But... I'm gonna go to the better fit, is John Collins. I think that's my I think that's my pick. Cause we've already seen a guy like that succeed next to, you know, Luca and Porzingis. Gordon Hayward would be a little bit more of an interesting fit. I think they both would fit in some way, right? It's not, this is not one is good and one is bad. This is one is good and one is a little bit less good. In terms of best use of tradable assets, John Collins' contracts smaller, you would probably have to go. With, for Gordon Hayward you have to go Tim Hardaway James Johnson and then maybe slick some assets I don't know if, if that you'd need assets for Gordon Hayward but it's an interesting one it's a fascinating it's a fascinating question between those two so uh, all right coming up let's get into some more questions a lot of good stuff from you guys uh, from Chris from the Don from Jimmy all kinds of questions oh man question about the draft do the Mavericks already regret who they drafted we'll get to that question we'll answer some more of these coming up But before we do, oh, you know we love ourselves some Built Bar. Built Bar has incredible flavors. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They have the incredible coconut brownie chunk. The best bar I've had so far. Apparently there's a new peanut butter one coming out that everyone is really excited about, especially on the NFL channel. They were talking about it all day yesterday but coconut brownie chunk is the great. Mint brownie is still incredible. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and right now there's a flash sale for the coconut puff bar. I've actually not tried this yet, but I'm really interested. They say it's as luscious chocolate soft marshmallow made with premium collagen protein blend. It has 16 grams of protein, 130 calories, only six grams of sugar. In a bar that has marshmallow, I don't even understand how that works, but it's gluten-free, preservative-free. And it's a limited time, only one-day sale. Order it now. Go to builtbar.com. Use the promo code locked on or locked. Check out the coconut puff bar. That's exciting, coconut puff. I'm very excited about that. So go check it out. Builtbar.com. Use the promo code locked on. Tomorrow on Locked On NBA, join Anthony Irwin of Locked On Lakers and Adam Mares of Locked On Nuggets for a wrap-up of the biggest stories around the league. Anthony and Adam bring you the game recaps, weekend previews, and a weekly NBA Power Ranking you cannot miss. Subscribe to the Locked On NBA podcast wherever you get your pods. All right, answering some questions. This one from Chris Ferguson. Realistically, do you believe the Mavs will make a deal before the deadline? Not should they, but do you think they will? I don't think the Mavericks will. I think they're going to look at this roster and say, we still don't know what this is. I think the Mavericks take it a little bit more, they, they take a little bit more patience than we do or we want them to because we all, we want to make trades and we want to make deals. I think they're going to take it a little bit more patiently because they haven't seen what this roster can fully be. They may do something around the edges, but I don't think they're going to make some huge, big trade. So maybe that answers your question. Maybe it doesn't. Uh, from The Don, do you feel like Seth Curry and Jay Crowder were that valuable to Dallas and Miami respectively? So th- this question has some context to it. So Seth Curry goes from Dallas to Philadelphia. All of a sudden he's shooting lights out and he's, the Sixers are so much better when he's on the floor. Went over those numbers a couple weeks ago. Jay Crowder goes... From Miami, where he's awesome during the playoffs, shooting an incredible percentage he's never hit before, and then goes to the Suns, where all of a sudden he's playing really well for them. And then like, and then in the same way that Dallas has kind of fallen off, Miami has fallen off even more. And so are those guys that valuable? No, I don't think those guys are that valuable. These teams have other problems that are just kind of coincidental. Miami's been missing a bunch of guys for a long time for various reasons and they have some other kind of issues. They were better with Jimmy Butler and when he has come back, but when he's not there, they're just they look kind of lost. And so I don't think those guys are that important, but it does prove that one guy can make a difference. One guy can can make a difference as far as glue guy, chemistry, one part of their team, you know, Jay Crowder was playing that four role for Miami, and now they kind of don't really have a guy to do that at the moment, and so they're playing kind of weird lineups, and sometimes it can just fall apart because one role player was making it all work. I don't think that was the case with Jay Crowder and Seth Curry, but they make certain lineups work, and if you don't have certain lineups, and all of a sudden you get stuck in a game, you get stuck in a run, and you can't make an adjustment or a change to say, all right, we need to add some shooting, and so here we go. So, uh, let's get into a couple more questions here. Um, I just saw my Twitter kind of blow up and I was wondering what's going on, but it's my social media team just tweeting all kinds of stuff about me. All right, Jimmy Collins, is it upsetting we didn't draft Desmond Bain or Sadiq Bay? Ah, uh, I've been ready for this one. Yes, I, I'm i still upset about this. Sadiq Bey was player of the week, which is kind of like a ceremonial player of the week. It was not very exciting that he was player of the week, but he was named NBA player of the week, not just rookie of the week. And so he's been playing pretty well for the Pistons, and the Mavericks just sent Josh Green to the Salt Lake City Stars, <laughs> the G League team in the bubble, to play with Tyler Bey. So that one doesn't look too good right now. However, would Sadiq Bey be playing if he was with the Mavs? And this is a question for Carlisle, right? This is a question of, does Carlisle like rookies? I think it kind of depends on what the rookie is. If it's Jalen Brunson and Luka Doncic, you play them. But apparently, if it's a guy that's a little bit more raw, like Josh Green came in and he was raw. He was a one-year player in at Arizona, and he came out in the draft, and so was Tyler, Tyrell Terry. They were both one-year players and they came out, and they were going to be a little bit more raw, and so Carlisle didn't want to play them. Sadiq Bey was a two-year guy, if I believe, maybe three, and so maybe he would have felt more comfortable playing a guy like Sadiq Bey. We hope he would have, but that's we're not going to know, so we're not going to, we're not going to know what that means or, or if he would have played him. I'm going to guess that Sadiq Bey would have been riding the pine the same way that Josh Green is, but that's up to Carlisle. I would like to see him get some play. I would like to see Josh Green get some play, but it's just not the way it is right now. Desmond Bain is interesting because the Mavericks would have had to trade up. He goes thirty, and the Mavericks have the thirty-first and thirty-sixth picks. They could have picked him at eighteen, maybe. He's kind of changing some stuff that that Memphis is doing. Sean Coleman of Lockdown Grizzlies has talked about him a lot, and I would we I was all for Desmond Bain. I was for Desmond Bain at eighteen when the Mavericks had there. So if they had a chance to get both of those guys and the fact that they didn't come away with either of them and they both seem to be better than Josh Green right now that is concerning and so yeah it's upsetting I do not I do not like it I wish they would have done something different it would be really cool right now and especially especially during that time when the Mavericks were missing a, missing a bunch of guys if they could have had Desmond Bain and Sadiq Bay, or just guys that could have played a little bit better Sam Rue sends a question: if Dwight Powell and James Johnson are not making the rotation anymore, is it worth potentially trading them for Drummond to address the rebounding issues and possibly helping with defense at the rim? You guys know what I think about Andre Drummond. I don't think he's an answer. I think Carlisle would hate him in, in more ways than one. And in some like, and I say he would hate him in some legitimate ways, and maybe in some like ways that Carlisle would just be annoyed with him. But I do not think Andre Drummond is the answer. I do not think rebounding is necessarily the answer. I don't think that Andre Drummond is necessarily that rim protector that everybody thinks he is. Uh, Every team that has had him has wanted to get rid of him at some point. Maybe it's just the offense. If they could just get him to buy in offensively, then yeah, he'd be a great offensive player, but not sure if you could get him to buy in offensively. And then defensively, he's not that guy. He's not Rudy Gobert. He's not Joel Embiid. He's not one of those type of guys defensively. He is Hassan Whiteside to me on defense. He's hunting blocks. He's hunting steals and he's not going to change your defense completely, and could you play Porzingis and him together, right, like, does that fix it for the Mavs, I'm not sure, now, if they could just give up Dwight Powell and James Johnson for him, then all of a sudden, I mean, you're making me think, right, like, you're making me think about it, because that's not a lot to give up, and and Andre Drummond's an expiring contract so you get off of Dwight Powell's money for the upcoming year so you clear up some more cap space that you could do some stuff with so even just for the, the the salary I might be interested in doing that because Dwight Powell doesn't look like he's going to be a positive asset going forward and he's making double digit millions so that is concerning to me so j- just because of the contract I might think about it and maybe the chance that that Andre Drummond could be something and I would love to be proven wrong if it was going to be it was going to happen but I can just see this crashing and burning the Mavericks all of a sudden have a 28 million dollar player just riding the pine right and he would just be upset, and it would be the same situation like it's happening in Cleveland, right? Like, this guy isn't playing in Cleveland right now. And, yes, maybe it's just because they want to trade him, but why do they want to trade him? He was playing like an all-star at the beginning of the year, and now they want to trade him. Just because they got Jared Allen? Is Jared Allen, They think Jared Allen's better? It's concerning to me, right? Like, it's concerning when, a, when teams want to keep getting rid of a guy that they're paying $20 million. <laughs> Landon. With needing help defensively inside, should we have kept Gillespie 6'9 with a 7'6 wingspan over Nate Hinton? The answer is, I'm just going to answer this one quickly, no. Because, you know, like Freddie Gillespie was not going to make this, was not going to play. Nate Hinton's not playing. Tyler Bay has a similar build. He's like 6'8 with a one wingspan, and he's not playing. So I don't think Freddie Gillespie would have done anything for the Mavs or played at all. Rambo, do the Mavs need to adjust their defensive scheme or is it an issue of not playing together enough and players not being 100%. It's probably yes, right? Like the answer is probably yes. It's probably all of the above. Uh they definitely need to play together a little bit more. They need to um they need to get better communication, they need to get better legs under them, they need to get better in so many different areas. And so the answer is yes all around. The Mavericks just all all around need to do better defensively. They're the second worst team and they're the second worst team by uh, uh, cleaning the glass on defense. There's more problems than one here, right? Like, you don't get that bad if there's just one problem. From Michael, what does Luka have to do to get himself back into the MVP race? The Mavericks have to be like 10 games above 500 probably. So like where Damian Lillard is right now. Damian Lillard, his team is eight games above 500. And they're in the top four, I think, in the West right now. And if the Mavericks can get up to there, if they can get up to top four in the West, then Luka can get back in the MVP race. He was in it last year, and the Mavericks were, what, seventh seed? So it's possible. It's possible to get back in it, and it depends how much you want him to get back into that race, how much you want to get back in that conversation. So there you go, guys. Hope you appreciate the mailbags. We appreciate you guys supporting our calling. We've been raising money, so go ahead and... Uh, donate more money if, if you can. Go to our Twitters and stuff. We'll be sending out the final tally today. Uh, appreciate you guys. Go to our Venmo and Cash App, Lockdown Maps, and we'll send it all together. Or just go straight to our calling. It doesn't matter to me. Thank you guys so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom. As many of you guys know, a devastating snowstorm has ravaged the city of Dallas and much of the state of Texas over the past week.
1: It's left literally millions of people without power without shelter and without water as we fight through this storm together uh, in a system that simply wasn't built for a storm of this magnitude.
0: For a couple years now you guys have listened to us talk about the Dallas Mavericks every single day. We've built a really cool community. We're so thankful for everybody that has joined the Raccoon Squad.
1: But today we're going to ask you to support each other
0: and give back to these people that need it most.
1: Over the next few days we're going to be raising money for the homeless community here in Dallas that's in desperate desperate need. 100%
0: of the donations will be given to an organization called Our Calling.
1: Our Calling has been serving the homeless community here in Dallas for over 10 years and just this past week they've been set up in the convention center downtown serving and helping those in need. They've been sending out search teams to help retrieve people and serve people in need.
0: So we're asking you guys, the Lockdown Mavs listeners, the Raccoon Squad and Mavs fans around the world over the next few days to help those in desperate need here in Dallas.
1: Just use the Cash App link provided and share that with other friends and Mavs fans that you know.
0: We'll take all that money and donate it in one lump sum to our calling.
1: If you have any questions, contact Nick or myself on Twitter through our DMs. Peace out.
0: Boom.